Hey, I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeremy. You listen to the Death Scography Podcast. Episode 57. Get up. Episode 57. Yeah, I was looking at that number today when I was getting ready, and I was like, oh, that's three away from 60. That's weird. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, the number is so high that I'm like, I don't, it just feels weird. It just yeah. feels like, like we've been doing it forever. Mm-hmm. Is, a, is 60 when we're going to do our decimation? Yeah. Okay, so those numbers are right. Episode 60. Yes. Yes. Episode 60, we're doing a decimation. Yeah, but we'll be on DW05, whatever, you know, yeah, random. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but... Cool. Hey, if you haven't listened before, we are chronologically working our way through the Death Wish Inc. discography, and every episode we have an in-depth conversation about a particular record. This week's record uh, is a repeat band. Yeah, yeah. This week we're doing My Love, Your Way by Modern Life is War. I just realized I have a typo. It's My Life, it's My Love, My Way, unfortunately. (laughs) Sorry, Jeff. It's My Love, My Way. (laughs) All right. Wrap it up. That's the end of the episode. No, we're doing My Love, My Way by Modern Life is War. It's uh, technically their first LP. We covered Witness back a couple episodes ago with our good friend Luke Pate came on mm-hmm. uh, and just talked about that record with us. Um, Did we do the other one too? Marsh- no, we no. haven't done anything else. By no, them, just... the record's not called Marshalltown. The, no. There's a the song, song yeah. called Marshalltown. I don't know. Yeah, they're from Marshalltown. Yeah. That sort of thing. No, but with this, so this is their first LP reissued by Death Wish, uh, which is why we're doing it after. All right, all right. So let me get it straight in my head so that I can like think about influence and progression. It's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first LP, and it originally came out in two thousand three. Am I right? Yes. Okay. So the last record witness that we did by them is the what number ep second or, LP. or lp second second lp and it came out in originally 2005 i want to okay. say so this um, this record this this offering was released originally two years before the last modern life is war offering yeah so this is this is a two yeah it was like a two-year time period between the two gotcha uh, but uh, this reissue was reissued in 2006 right after their their relationship with Death Wish began. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, so we covered that. Uh, we covered Witness on episode 47, if you want to go back and check that out. But yeah, yeah. so... That record's this, amazing. <clears throat> yeah, incredible. And honestly, like, it's... It, I think the only other band we've been... We were doing this, like, where it's like kind of like we're going backwards is Converge. Because, mm-hmm. like, we did, like... You know, we're going to do uh, No Heroes coming up, but then we're going to do Jane Doe after that, even though Jane Doe is before that. You know, the Converged discography on Death Wish is all over the place. So right. it is it is very interesting covering a band's first record after you've already talked about their second. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more. But um, yeah, so like I said, we covered them on episode 47. So go back to that if you want to hear a little bit more of the history of the band. We're going to keep it real, real brief here. Um they were formed in Marshalltown, Iowa in 2002. Uh, uh, they broke up in 2008, but reunited in 2012 and have stayed, act- stayed active since then. 
Um, they released their self-titled 7-inch EP through Lifeline Records in early 2002. They released this record uh, in 2003, and then their second LP, Witness, which we covered on episode 47, in 2005. And then uh, in mid-2005, uh, uh, guitarist Matt Hoffman and bassist Chris Honeck left the band, and they were replaced with uh, Harm Haverman from Razor Crusade, who's a, you know, we talked about them in the past, right. and Tim Churchman. But then uh, in 2007, they announced that they signed a deal with Equal Vision, and so they put out their third full-length album with Equal Vision called Midnight in America uh, in 2007. So we won't be covering that record. Unless which is, Death Wish has re-released it. They, they haven't. Because uh, I read a thing today that said that currently Death Wish controls the re-release, uh, controls all of Modern Life is War's re-release catalog. So... I don't yeah, know if they. Well, I, mean, I don't know I if they have plans to re-release it, you know. But um, that's what I read today on the internet. Interesting. Yeah. For what, well, for what, I, I for what that's anything, for but... what that's worth. Right. 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 Um. So yeah. So they break up in 2008, but they announced that they're coming back in 2013, and they released their fourth album, Fever Hunting, in 2013 through Death Wish. So they come back to Death Wish, right? After being on Equal Vision, and then they've released two more EPs since then. So we're gonna cover them three more times. But not their third LP, unless that, like you said, it does get reissued in the future. Right. Uh, which would make sense. They've released everything else by them. Yep. <laughs> um, I was able to get in touch with former guitarist Matt Hoffman. Sick. Also um, famous BMX <laughs> bicyclist. Is he a BMX rider? I don't know. Yeah, he is. He had a uh, Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX. That's right. Instead of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Back when all you had what like. Dave Mira's Pro BMX, Kelly Slater's Pro Surfy. There's a lot of those yeah. games. What was the cat that passed away in like the last like five years? Probably like in, they found him in his truck. He was a Pro BMX rider. Oh, I don't know. Damn. I can't remember. Oh, damn. No, oh, damn. Um, but yeah, similar name. Probably not the same guy. I'm not oh. gonna say it's not the same guy. No, <laughs> it's probably not the same guy. Uh, he he gave me a little bit of information about this record. Um, but you know. He hasn't been in the band since 2000 and oh, it's, five? oh fuck! It was Dave Mira. Oh, it was Dave Mira? Yeah, he shot himself in his truck parked outside his best friend's house in 2016. Damn, I had no idea. Yeah, like like five no year, like five years ago. Yeah, I remember. It's crazy that I couldn't remember that it was Dave Mira, but like when it happened, I was like, "What the fuck?" You know, because it's one of those. Yeah, it's like an X Games name that you grew up with. You know. Yeah, that's really wild. Yeah, um, it's a bummer. I remember. Sorry to bring us down. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, that dude from fucking used to be in the band's name was Matt Hoffman. It just sent us down a dark <laughs> path. Um, but Matt has not been in this band for quite a long time. He's currently in the band uh, Only Crime, mm. which is how I got a hold of him because that band also has a member uh, from a former Death Wish band, Aaron Dahlbeck, who was in Converge. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, he's in Only Crime with Matt Hoffman, so I was able to... We had been in contact with Aaron, so he got me in contact with Matt. You know, you guys you are best friends. That's what you're, that's we're what you're best saying. friends. We're best friends. That's what it's I'm not, saying. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it's not what your mouth is saying, but it's what your face is saying. <laughs> Anyways, um, Matt gave me some information about the record, but honest, the the only real piece of information about like the the formation of the band that was new is this, and I wanted to share it. He said we actually had a very active punk slash ska slash hardcore scene in our in our town slash region for some years, considering where we were. Uh, John, Chris, and Jeff from the band in particular were a big part of making it all happen. He said, looking back, I feel very grateful to have had that. 
and could probably go on for a while about just that. But the band came out of that in the constant process of groups eventually breaking up and new groups getting together. So and that's that's basically all he said. So I, I, I like that quote just because it's like. I think we talked about on that last episode, it's like Marshalltown, Iowa, like who yep. it's it's a, the only thing I know is modern life is war. So it's like but like to hear that they did actually have their own scene. They weren't just like the only band well, yeah, I mean, that it's, existed. It's the same way with, kind of with Valdosta. Like it's a small I mean, it's it's on the interstate, but like, I mean, there's an Air Force base and a college and there's football. Yeah. Like true, who would who, would who would think that there would be a, you know, thriving DIY scene for the past 20 years at this point? You know, like, right. like, yeah, that's crazy. It's no, crazy. It's, 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 it's cool. It, we, we sorry, we've talked about it before, like small towns generate super strong, healthy scenes sometimes because like there's nothing else to do. Yeah. No, I just I always like hearing those stories because it's like, you know, I'm from a small town and then I lived in Valdosta, which was another small town. And it's just like I know that those scenes were fun. And it's just like, but, mm-hmm. you know, you don't always hear about them. You hear about the scenes in the big cities, but you don't hear about those scenes. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, Henry Rollins talked a lot about this idea and, uh, you know, with Black Flag, but also uh, Keith Morris, who's an off, but, you know, at it was formerly the singer of the circle jerks, but maybe is the singer now. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know the history of the circle jerks. I never really followed that band, but um, they talked about like, you know, the big band, the big hardcore punk bands was like West coast and East coast. But like, how did these fucking bands get across the country to each other right, when they right. would hook up? There's a million small towns between there and there with bands. And yeah, so like, absolutely. even, even then, like it was happening. So like, it's, it's, I think it's, it's kind of like the same story in a lot of places and those stories never like get told. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, in Gainesville specifically, like being a small town, like the scene, the history here is, or the scene here has had a, you know, like with the fest putting Gainesville on the national stage and all, a lot of bands like, um, against me and less than Jake, like coming up and getting big, it's brought Gainesville to the map. What's going on? Do you see that? No. <laughs> on the on the orange. Oh Jesus cup. Christ! Jesus what Christ! Is that? It's a fucking oh. giant cockroach. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I'm keeping this in the podcast. Holy shit! <laughs> it's so big. First and foremost, I don't want y'all to be like, "Oh, Jeff's house is nasty." That's not true. That is very obviously an outdoor cockroach like yeah it's big, like a palmetto bug yeah like the, like the big the big pine tree cockroaches uh and the window <laughs> the window shit. the window in this office has been open for a couple days uh because it's been so nice outside but holy fuck it's huge <laughs> it's on the outside of a cup uh that holds pens and pencils and shit uh <laughs> all right we can take a break now <laughs> no no it's fine just leave it let's go all right what are we talking about 20 minutes you're gonna just scream it's gonna fly at you what are we talking about all right i got what gainesville small town cool big bands uh you You gotta look at me trying to see if one of these terminator toys rocket launcher is still (laughs) loaded you got the boba fett with the rocket launcher they're just like fucking shoot shoot at it oh god <laughs> where's my pistol 
All right, all I was saying is Gainesville had a book written about the history. That's all. That's the point I was trying to get to, is there's a book on Gainesville history, or oh. Gainesville punk history. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get into the record a little bit. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Just don't worry about it. I... All right. <laughs> uh, all right, so I think first thoughts... Um, this is a tall. Don't put it on the screen. I don't want to see All right. it. All right. First thoughts. <laughs> this is the worst episode. <laughs> All right. First thoughts. This sounds like a younger band. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a, it's much less melodic and much more aggressive. Um, it's, yeah, um, I, I, absolutely. I hate this. <laughs> I can't do it. All right. All right. Oh, hold on. Okay. Okay, okay, I'm back. The bug has been dealt with. Yeah, I threw him outside. The... Or threw it outside. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to assume your gender. The bug has been thrown outside. Yep. All right. We're back here. We're back on it, guys. It was, We're it was back. Like big enough that I could hear it like tapping against the inside of the Don't cup. Don't like that. Nope. Don't like that. One time uh, when I was in college, uh, I lived in the second story of a dorm and I was pretty far into the building and I was putting on my shoes one morning and there was a grasshopper in it. Oh, God. It, it jumped at me as I put on my shoe and I screamed. <laughs> that sounds terrible it was terrifying because i didn't know it just like you know jumped at my face and like yeah. i have no idea how it got in that fucking how it got in my room how it Ugh. got in my sh i don't know it was terrifying yeah, I hate all anyways that. hey this is this ain't the bugscography podcast oh man this ain't the bugscography all right <laughs> all right now let's let's actually talk about the record okay like we were saying before the bug incident uh this record is a it, 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 it's a younger band. It's it's there's still there's elements that get pulled into witness later. There's there's a, there is a melodicness, but they're heavier. They're less yes. melodic. It is it is more of a hardcore record. Sounds like the singer from Rise Against. Holy shit! I actually didn't act. I could totally see that. Like now, I didn't place that then, but like, like the aggressive parts in Siren mm -hmm. Songs for the Counterculture. Yeah, it, like. I, yeah, <laughs> actually, like, yes, like very big, much so. like big, big hard. Like I couldn't stop thinking about it after like the first or second song. I was like, "What is that? Oh, it's the fucking dude from Rio." Oh. When I did just, that record come know. out? Mid two thousand, right? Yeah, let's see. Siren songs for counterculture. Yeah, like two thousand four, five. Yeah, I want to say that I remember seeing it on MTV, like at my grandma's house. Interesting. Siren songs for counter. The Give It All song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, off their next album, they had a song in Rock Band. That uh -huh. band fucking went places. Holy shit. Yep. <laughs> now the first time we talked about Rise Against, I want to say a member of a band we've talked about before was in Rise Against. At yeah, one it's point. the one that uh, it's the one that Paradise loved because he went on to be he went on to be his he's his favorite lead guitarist of Rise Against. That's right. Out That's of all right. the Rise Against. That's right. Uh, came out <laughs> 2003. Oh shit, so same time. Same year. 
that that is odd <laughs> interesting um yeah i think there's something with the vocals here um that i wanted to talk about like the rest of the instruments i mean i don't think the production is quite as good as witness but you know i i think that witness they really nailed like they had they worked with like kurt Ballou on that record and with this this record this record does not sound bad and i i want to put that out there i like this record sound but i just think it's like <clears throat> for th for this band the production of witness is what is in my head you know what I mean? Right. Um, but like my point was, it's like the, the instruments all sound very full and very like, you know, well produced and well mixed. But there's something with the main vocals. It almost sounds like it was like peaking or cut. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, is that a purposeful effect or was that like because like the the, the gang vocals don't sound like that. Yeah, it you sounds like mean? it's it sounds like it's blowing out at the top end of the register. Right, exactly. And so like. I don't dislike it, but it's just something I that I noticed. It was something that I couldn't help but like pay attention to. Right. Um, I thought it was cool, but because he doesn't, they don't do that on the next record. It's it's very much like mm -hmm. you hear his whole voice, I guess. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, once again, I don't know if it's uh if it's on purpose or not. It's not bad. It did distract me a little bit because I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, uh, it is a little weird. But it is a little weird. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, um, I. <sighs> You can kind of kind of see the trajectory of where the band is going, but honestly, mm. not a not a lot. Like I no. feel like I feel like no. this record is very different than what they go on to do, even just from this one to witness. Like, yeah, that is a it's different. A pretty, like, it's a pretty. That's a different band. Change. It's like a different band, you know. Like, yeah. So like when I was reading a review of the reissue of this record, not even like the original, they mm -hmm. were talking about how like you know going from witness to this album is 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 something that like they had not listened to that this album before and so like like you were saying it sounds like a different band but it's almost like apparently when witness came out people were actually upset because right. it didn't sound like this record well that's because like that 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 like really reinforces the idea and the point because like there is Absolutely. such a birth of difference between the two like yeah. they they are very different and it goes so it goes both ways. Like people who were fans of this record were waiting on a new record and they got witness and they were like, What the fuck? But people yeah. who heard Witness first because it was more widely distributed and then went back to this when Deathwish dropped it back when Deathwish redropped it, were like, Whoa, what the fuck? This doesn't this sound like Modern Love's War. Yeah, but it, it is so crazy because like I wanna know like did Deathwish hear this record? Mm -hmm. You know, because it came out through Martyr Records in 2003 and go, we got to sign that band. Or did this put, you know, this record like put them on the map and then maybe they sent the demos of Witness to Death Wish and like, holy shit, the direction this band's going. You know, like, right. which way was it? Because it's like, did they listen to this record? And I don't know. It's just like, it is very different. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to separate uh, that information because like, like I said, this is one of the few times that we're listening to a first LP second right um it's i don't know it's a very odd like i it made me not like this record as much right because i was hoping for more of the witness sound mm -hmm. but i don't dislike this record well it just stands out from everything else modern life is right. war and i think that like that's a detriment and a positive for this record because like you know if you're super stuck tight to the modern life is war sound of right. you know, melodic hardcore, you're probably not going to dig this record as much, but 
I think that it's a cool like place and time piece for right. like looking at it and being like, well, this is what they were. And like, it's not yeah, bad. This but, is where they went. But look where they went. Like, it's not, this isn't bad, but look where they started and yeah. look where they went. Also, quickly um, in two years. On, yeah, yeah. On this reissue, uh, the last two tracks, track 11 and 12, are technically not right. They are, they are from the self titled EP, which I had heard before. I had not heard this LP before, but I had heard that, the EP. Is that their first release, the EP? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the first release. Um, the self-titled seven inch through they put out in 2002 so right. that ep has more songs it's not just these two but they included these as part of the reissue <clears throat> so we really do hear like we really are going backwards we you know we went from witness to this record to the ep right and it's like even in those songs match better with this record for mm -hmm. sure yep um and honestly, though, like in my mind, because like I said, I, I listened to that self-titled EP and I had listened to Witness and I had listened to Midnight in America, but I never really listened to this record. I just figured there was a, more of a, 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 a slope trajectory towards Witness from the EP. You know what I mean? But it's right. like the EP and this record pretty much hand in hand. I think right. they sound very similar. Obviously, the those tracks are a little less well recorded. Um, they're a little rougher, but like, they're not bad either. It's just, you know, it's just, it's so weird, like going back in history. I don't know. It's very strange. First time we've done it. So really, um, but yeah, I think, you know, the first song, uh, Breaking the Cycle, it, it goes, you know, right into it. It's like this big intro and it's immediately, okay, this is a heavier record than Witness. Um, but the lyrics still pretty fucking good. Uh, the vocalist, uh, Jeffrey Eaton, like still, a lot of his stuff still stood out to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe not quite as much as Witness, but like, you know, there's a there's a line in this first song. Today is the day we face ourselves and forgive because the world won't wait while we fail to make amends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I really like that. And I, there's quite a few lines in the in this album that I want I pulled to talk about. But like, I really like that a lot. Um, this song also, uh, you know, has like a more dissonant sound like Witness just did not do that. I don't know. It's just like a cool um it's a cool thing because it's just like this is such a big first album for a hardcore band. And I think that if they had continued this trajectory, they still would be well known, but not as not as well known. I don't know. It's like a weird right. thing. Um, I will say I think this record is cool in the fact that it's like like you said, it's like a it's like a it's like a piece in time. It's like a this is what they were. This is what it became. And it's like. Witness has, was such a unique and iconic record. It is like cool to see what came before it. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. Um, the third song, there's another lyric I wanted to talk about. The third song, Clarity, um, has a line, uh, confusion and identity crisis deep in the heart of my America. Another generation has been bought and sold. Um, I've, I really like that song and I really like that line. It's just like, talking from a place of like, you know, coming from middle America and coming from like this, like this, you know, this, I don't know if he'd be like late gen, gen X, early millennial, whatever, but it's just like, you know, it's like there was an identity, there's an identity crisis in, in our generation. And it's just cool yeah, it's, to hear him talk about it. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's kind of like Tyler Durden syndrome, you know, the, the fight club idea, like there isn't, you know, there isn't this whole like 
you don't know what they're supposed you know they didn't know what they're supposed to do they didn't know what you know the plan was there wasn't a plan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no it's yeah. cool um that that i want to say oh so there is one song i think uh that does show where they were going uh the song my favorite song on the record i think is uh track six by the sea um mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is the one that has uh it's like 40 seconds of like just guitar but it's like that tone is something that carries over into witness and is more heavily like um put out there you know what i mean it's not right aggressive it's got that melodicness to it um and it's like you know what they're playing is the, the the melodies are really nice and it's like this song really does feel much closer to what witness was um and there's a there's a really cool tom like like fill bridge section at the end and it goes into this lyric it's like i don't need another tragic tale i need the strength to walk the other way i don't know man like this song in particular like it, it's one i i have um come back to trying when when trying to like freshen up on this record before the recording um i really like this song a lot yeah let me i don't know like i i okay follow me here they're from the midwest The song is called By the Sea. And in this song, he says, uh, are we normal boys? And this is this the normal way we've been dragging dead weight across Midwest towns, killing our times with our frowns alone in the crowd for years, four years down, feeling torn and beaten down. Uh, It says uh, lost in the dark without our pride. There was a light at the end of the tunnel but we chose to shield our eyes. So like it, it, those lyrics like make me feel like, you know, I don't know, like this idea of like, if we could just get to the coast, if we could get away from the Midwest, right. It, it would, will it be different? And then coupled with the lyrics that you read where it's like, I don't need another shitty thing. I need to be right. able to just walk away from it it it's like you find it but it's gonna be shitty too right and it's called by the sea which makes me i feel like is like a is a fucking direct reference to annabelle lee by edgar Allan poe which i love that which is you know which is about like it you know you get there and it's still whatever you find is still gonna fall apart yeah and it's pretty heavy to think about man i thought about this i thought about this song a lot (laughs) Um, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, I like I like that uh, thought that it's related to Annabelle Lee. I mean, it's probably not actually related, but like, I don't know. That poem is has always been one that stuck out to me. So maybe that's why this song stuck out to me. Besides the 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 music, I mean, right? Um, I don't know. It's 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 a really. I think, like I said, I just think this song in particular really does like show where the band is going to go. Mm-hmm. It, maybe not at the time. You know, people were just like, oh, this is just like a one off or whatever. But right. like now looking back, you're like, holy shit, this is, I think, where they were going. Um, and then I, I really liked uh, track 10 is uh, First and Ellen. Uh, it's the last song, quote unquote, on the original release. Um, the drummer shows off some chops here, like which is pretty cool because a lot of the times he's just kind of pretty steady. Right. But like and there's some pretty like haunting melodies the guitars are kind of playing, which I really like. Um, and then the, again, bringing up lyrics again, lyrics are very big for me for this band. 
Um, have you ever felt like you're wasting your whole life searching for something you can't find? Uh, so, and then uh, also, so scrape your heart up from the bottom of the bo- sorry, bottom of the bottom of the barrel. Keep your faith in the path that's growing narrow. Kill the doubt inside your head. We overcome. We push ahead. And that's the last line on the original release. And I thought that like that gave me chills just reading mm-hmm. it. Like that's the closing statement he wanted to put out is, you know, kill the doubt inside your head. We overcome, we push ahead. I fucking love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like it's that almost, a lot. It's almost um, like youth crew Yeah, uh, a little bit. Like, um, you know, because like a lot of this record is not a positive album. But but even like, um, like uh, rhyme scheme wise, it's very youth crew-y. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's cool. No, um, I like that a lot. Um, and then, like we were saying, the, the next two songs um, are from the uh, the re-release, which I thought was cool. I mean, you know, back in the day, like not having access to that EP as easily as we do now. Like nowadays, it doesn't really make sense to throw these types of songs on on a record like this. But right. back then, it made sense because that self-titled seven inch was probably hard to come by, and you didn't have the digital shit. You didn't have it just on Bandcamp or whatever. Um, I do want to mention that the record was recorded by uh, Dean Baltolonis at Atomic Recording in Brooklyn. He's recorded some of the bands we talked about in the past um, and that the reissue was remastered by Nink. Nink. Nink? N-I-N-K? Is that what I just said? Nink? (laughs) That's my sister's uh, nickname. Nink? Nink. My sister Nancy. Weird. Everybody. All right. (laughs) My sister Nancy is her nickname is Nink. Spelled That's with a so K, funny. K-N-I. Well, this is Nick. I just fucked up on that oh, one. Well. Nick Zampiello at New Alliance. What is he um, saying? It's, uh, what is he saying? Monty Python. You filthy knigots. Knigots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fucking um, <laughs> the knights. So dumb. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the artwork real fast. It, it's So I have, Jeff, in our little doc, I have both the original art and oh. the re- the remaster art I've only the seen, art. I've, I have only seen one of these so yeah so oh it's God. I don't uh, know get... I don't know which one I've seen <laughs> <laughs> they're very similar they're very similar they're they are very similar um, I bet that second one is done uh, the I bet the one that's on death wish is done by old Jacob Bannon well, he did do the um, re-layout of it, because it's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's thing. very similar. So it's the same background, you know, that just kind of like splatter, like worn. Maybe, maybe it's like a worn piece of leather or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's like just kind of like this blackish, brownish, and then mm-hmm. a crest, and then Modern Life is War, and then My Love, My Way. But like on the original, it's very, um, everything's spaced apart. And yeah. It's all like white colors and then with the reissue it's like you, gold. The, the crest is gold and the 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 words are more gold and they're kind of over each other um it does look to be the same font for everything though so i think jacob just probably just was like yeah this is good we'll just move some stuff around which is uh you know i don't know 2006 the days before easy access to photoshop i don't know <laughs> was it but I don't it's know. cool it's just i like I don't remember. I don't. Well, how long is Photoshop? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Forever. But Chris Cannon did the original art. Uh, mm. Matt, let me know that. Uh, I could not find that information anywhere. 
So I'm really glad he was able to tell me. That's sick. Um, but yeah, like uh, all the members that are in this band were on Witness. You know, you had Chris, Tyler, Jeff, Matt, and John. Like it's the same band. It's the same people. It's wild to see but that like they, that group of people brought right. such, like grew so much as a band in two years. Yeah, it's um, it's just so crazy to 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 listen to this yeah. record. Yeah, not to discount uh, this record, I but I mean like no, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean course. it's it's a good record or whatever, but like it's not something that I have any interest in like listening to a lot, uh, like other Modern Life Is War releases, uh, Modern Life Is War releases, uh, but. I think that it's a really cool part of their history and it's cool that it's easily accessible. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that like live, some of these songs would go off. Oh, absolutely. It would be really fun. Ab- It'd be absolutely. a really cool, like mix into the set, mm-hmm. you know, pick up some energy and stuff like that. So like, you know, I am excited to perhaps see some of these songs live, but yeah, I think overall, I, I, you know, I fucking, I know we just keep comparing it to witness. It's just really fucking hard not to. Yep. Um, I think it's a good release and I'm glad death wish, was able to get it out there to people because martyr records being a smaller label, you know, didn't have as much of a reach. They, they did some work with some bands like reaching forward and no warning and stuff. But like overall modern life is war might be the biggest band that they or the band that I know the most, I guess mm-hmm. anyways. Um, yeah, that's cool. It's a cool release. And, uh, like I said, not the last time we'll talk about modern life is war. So, I'm really looking forward to the next one. I fucking love that Fever Hunting record. So. Yeah, I'm excited to to talk about that record in depth. That's uh quite a while yes. away though. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, they're definitely going dormant on Deathscography Pod for a while. Absolutely, but you know, thanks again, Matt, for uh, yeah, that's uh, awesome a- answering some of my questions. Um, it was really nice of you because dude hasn't been in the band for a long time. He really, really didn't have to do that, right? But anyways, all right, well, let's uh. Let's move on then. Jeremy, can we can we can we talk about what happened at the wedding I worked at yesterday now? Let's fucking do it. This is the perfect time. Okay. So I'm DJing a wedding, right? It's in a it's in a classic South Georgian wedding venue, which is someone's barn that has been outfitted with bistro lighting. Yes, of course. And fa- <laughs> and and fans, and that's it. So and a concrete floor. So I'm I'm over there. And the wedding reception is supposed to be done at 7.30. So at 7, they're lining up for the faux leave, which is where, you know, they run down the aisle of all their friends and family and, you know. Oh, yeah, sure. Used to, like, they got in the car and left and, you know, for their honeymoon. But now people do faux leaves where they just do that for pictures, you know, picture purposes, and then they go back to the reception and hang out some more. Uh, they just want to do it earlier so there's enough, there's a good amount of people for the pictures. Yeah. yeah. So this wedding is supposed, uh, for this particular one, there's a bunch of different ways. You know, it used to be rice and then it was bubbles. And uh, now mm-hmm. it, uh, sparklers is the thing now. Interesting. Because they look crazy in pictures. Sure. Um, so this wedding was supposed to do sparklers and these little miniature cowbells, which were also like, the party favor for the guests. Okay. These little cowbells, you could take them home. Uh, so I'm sitting inside at the table, uh, you know, running, running the songs and, um, ne- I, they're not in the barn, but they're right next to the barn and I can hear them through the door. The bride says it's still, it's seven o'clock. It's still very bright outside. We're just going to nix the sparklers. 
We're just going to do the cowbells because you can't see the sparklers anyway in the daylight. Like, it's just not right. going to it's not worth it. We're just going to cut them. We're just going to drop them. The groom's mother did not like that idea. Oh, no. And she voiced that she did not like that idea loudly. And the bride said, hey, Brenda, drop it. Just leave it alone. We're not doing it. Just leave it alone. I decided we're not doing it. Let's move on. The groom's mother, Brenda, her head cocks to the left. <laughs> and she says, you don't fucking tell me what to fucking do. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. To the bride on, her wedding, on her wedding day in front of all their guests. So the bride responds to that with somebody get this bitch out of my face before I fucking slap her. Wow. To which wow. I look around and there's no one in the room. They're all outside. Yeah. Uh-huh. I fade the music into We Are Family by Sister Sledge. <laughs> and I look around and there's no one to get my joke. So I bite myself on the hand really hard. So I then, thought you were going to play like a, like a record scratch. Like, <laughs> so then they part ways. The bride goes out into the field for the faux leave. The right. mother of the groom comes into the barn that I am in. So now it is me and her in that room. Uh -huh. She walks over to a table, picks up a glass, smashes it on the floor. What the fuck? Looks over at me. I look back at her. We Are Family by Sister Sledge is still playing. <laughs> she goes to the next table, picks up a glass, smashes it on the floor. She picks up a plate of food, a plate with food all over it, slings that shit against the wall. So I what get up, fuck? so I get up and I start doing the fucking cartoon against the wall, like uh -huh. slide out of the barn to go get somebody. Cause you know, she's yeah. fucking wrecking everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't get paid enough to deal with this. So like, I'm like, Hey, this lady in here is fucking breaking everything. So I come back inside and there is a six year old boy in there with her. I guess maybe one, I don't know if it's her grandkid or I don't right. know. I don't know. But he is bawling his eyes out because he does not understand what is happening. Right. And she does not stop to console him. She does not say anything to him. She just keeps breaking stuff. Jesus so Christ. I go get the kid and take him outside because fuck that. Right. Um, and then basically she was like, don't ever fucking call me. I don't want to see you guys. Don't ever talk to me again. And she left. Well, that's probably a good thing that they are not going to be in contact with her again. And I <laughs> was wild. Dude, I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> that's so, a, that's a. So then um, I'm, 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 I'm sitting there like, uh, needless to say, I did not get any overtime. The wedding was over. Um, <laughs> they did not stick around. But anyway, like, like no, good. the mother of the groom's sister, twin sister, comes over to me and she's like, did you see all that? And I was like, oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, I did. It was just, just me and her in here. Uh, <laughs> and she she says to me, she says, they don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. It all makes sense. Okay, okay, okay. Now it, ma it. Now now it makes sense. It. All right. I thought. Dude, you were literally watching like an episode of fucking like, the Kardashians. Yes, or something. dude. She like walked to that table, looked at me, 
picked that fucking cup up and just smashed it on the ground. And I was like, I have never seen someone throw <laughs> throw a fucking glassware in That's real life. So funny. Holy shit. <laughs> it was shit. it was crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, speaking of crazy. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me this weekend. That's fucking wild. Um, well, I guess let's uh, you know, that's a new uh, that's a new segment we have. Uh, what happened to in Jeff's the uh, crazy wedding world? Yeah, yeah. Let, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, nuptial stories with Uncle Jeff. Yeah. yeah, and now we're gonna move on to what we have been listening to. Um, this week, uh, two new records came out. Uh, I've talked about both of these bands in the past, but I've been jamming them. Uh, you have the new Fiddlehead record. Uh, absolutely fantastic stuff. Um, Pat Flynn from Have Heart is the vocalist. Members of Basement kind of fill out that band. Uh, but it's kind of like, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people say that they're a hardcore band, and I can see the elements in there, but I don't really call them a hardcore band, even though people are like, it's like like late. It's like mid-90s melodic hardcore. I don't know, whatever. It's really good, whatever it is. I fucking really like it. And then also the new uh Yautja record came out mm-hmm. uh now that record uh it, it fucking slaps everybody's talking dude. about it it fucking slaps you got a member of uh another death wish alum uh thou is the drummer of this band uh i remember seeing them in a kitchen in savannah uh with like 20 people crammed in that kitchen it was they were just fucking impressive so good New records out on Relapse. Go check it out. And then lastly, I was revisiting an older record uh, on my drive back from St. Petersburg today. Uh, Set Your Goals. I don't know if you're ever into them, Jeff. I, I really um, like that band. I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not really into the band, but I'm familiar with them. <coughs> uh, they're they're probably the one band that's in that sort of uh, pop punk hardcore hybrid sound that I think still holds up. Uh, as opposed to a lot of those bands that became very gimmicky, very, but this band, I feel like they have their, their elements in, or their, their foundation in a, in a really strong place. And so I think that record, that first record mutiny still holds up really fun record. And I was listening to that. What about you? Um, I've been listening to a bunch of bands like song here, song there, trying to figure out what band I want to do my Patreon episode. Oh yeah, 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 for on. sure. Um, but other than that, uh, I've been listening to uh, the uh, first Tenacious D record, the self-titled one, the one with the uh, one tribute, with the tribute, and yeah, 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 Lee and all that jazz. Um, it's a classic. <laughs> it's fun to go back to. Uh, and I, then also, I really like that show back in the day. <laughs> also, I listened to some of uh, um, Willie Spence, which is the one of the American Idol uh finalists uh Mm. i worked his hometown show recently in douglas georgia he's from georgia and uh i had never heard of him because i don't watch american idol and you know whatever but uh after working with him live i was like oh shit he can sing really well like Mm -hmm. like his notes like live i was like oh because it wasn't like it wasn't an American Idol sound person mixing him. It was, you know, a pro audio from, right. you know, a Hira Georgia sound guy mixing him. So it wasn't like they were putting a bunch of shit on him. 
Right. Like it was just him singing. And I was like, whoa, whoa, he, that, that's <laughs> weird. That's weird. Right. How, how well those notes are being hit. <laughs> so I went and listened to some of his stuff and it's fine. Um, it, you know, it's, it's pop gospel R and B kind of, uh, oh, but sure, also sure. a lot of songs about girls, you know, like relationship right. stuff. Uh, but I will say that working with him, uh, from the 10 foot COVID bubble that we had to keep around, <laughs> around him at all times, uh, literally no one except the American Idol crew could be within 10 feet of him. Uh, so as to not make sense for chance, yeah. give, you know, give him COVID cause he gets it. He cannot perform on the fucking show yeah. for the finale and it'll cost him a bajillion dollars. Uh, but anyway, um, he was super humble and friendly and just like really powerful as a, I don't know, dude, he had like, I don't know about auras and shit, but he just had like a fucking aura. Yeah, dude, aura around him. Like he didn't talk a lot. He didn't, you know, he wasn't like cutting up and stuff. He was just very quiet and very reserved and like so grateful and it just i don't know man he just put me in a fucking headspace where i was that's like, awesome no, yeah that's it, awesome. it was you don't cr- always hear that stuff no dude and like it, it was so refreshing because i was like you know this is going to be such a pain in the ass american idol blah 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 and then like he was just such a joy to work with so i've been i've been listening to him and Uh, This is, you know, that's as far as I'll say, like, you know what? Like, I don't believe I don't give a shit about American Idol. I don't give a shit about, uh, you know, competition shows, but it will literally change his life. Uh, You know, he's from fucking Douglas, Georgia. So, like, if you vote for that kind of stuff, that guy deserves it. So uh, tonight, tonight is the night. Like, I think tonight's the night to vote. But um, take it. uh, That's that's. That's who I'm endorsing for 2020 for this season <laughs> of America. Death wish yeah, the, the official deathography endorsement of yeah. Willie Spence. I'm sure he would be <laughs> horrified if he found out that that was a thing. Um, oh, fuck, but yeah, we're gonna put it out there now. <laughs> yeah, but that and then um, yesterday I was listening to a lot of like uh, Spotify created playlists, like classic rock, nin- oh, right. '90s alternative, and shit like that. Hey, that 90s alternative one is pretty good. It's good. It just, it's not long enough. So like after about two hours, you're going to get back to the gin blossoms. Yeah. Well, I mean, but anyway, that's all you need. But yeah, Um, but yeah, that's it. Let's let's move on to, you know what time it is. Time for some listener shit. That's right. It's listener shit. Thanks, Drew. Once again, Um, Drew, Drew's little girl sent my daughter, Maggie a letter it's the first letter in their new pen pal ship oh that's adorable i love it she opened it today she was so fucking excited hardcore really does bring people together it does (laughs) it does we it's crazy Um, how parallel our lives are (laughs) um all right well i got two pieces of listener shit this week jeff yeah we got uh henry writing in henry says if you could get any Death Wish band back together, uh-huh. who would it be? Henry. <clears throat> Henry. Henry. Has Henry written in before? Sound. His name sounds familiar. So, 
Henry. H- Henry, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> you know the answer to that question, Henry. <laughs> Does he? Because uh, I'll fucking say my answer. What's your answer? Sex positions. Oh, you fucking... Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> what? It's, the answer is the Hope Conspiracy. <laughs> sex Henry, positions? Listen, Hope Con is up there for sure, but... I might put I might put sex positions over them. I don't know. Mm. We're gonna have to when we make that next sticker. You know, HopeCon and sex or not sex, but HopeCon will be on that next sticker. Sex position was on the first sticker. You know, I don't know. O- only be- only because you made it. Yeah, that fucking sex position record is amazing. <laughs> which which See, version of sex positions would you like to get back together? The one that wrote that record. <laughs> That one. That's the one. Also cursed. <laughs> There's not really a good answer for you. The answer is the hope conspiracy. Also suicide file. The thematic answer that makes sense with our content output for this podcast <laughs> is the hope conspiracy. All right. I was just trying to break the pattern, but it doesn't work. You're trying to break the, the cycle? Gone always wins. You're trying to break always the cycle? Wins. Break the cycle like the first song yeah. on this record? Yeah, I'm trying to break the cycle. Like like <laughs> the beginning of the end of the reign of the band Stained. Like when they put that record out, it was like, all right, this is okay. And then after that, it was all downhill. I don't know. I, I think this reference I think, is above my head. I think breaking the cycle. It was the one with, okay. it was the one with, it's been a while. Oh, I know that song. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But name the, name, name the single off the next record. Name the next record. I can't either. No one can. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, stained two. <laughs> that's not even. That's not even their that's... first record. Break, breaking the cycle is not even their first record. No, I know. They just call this one stained two. Oh, weird. Kinda like how corn has corn three, even though it's not the third record. Yeah, I hate it. You know. Um. Anyways, Lisa D writes in. What are your feelings about about live music the rest of the year? When would you? feel comfortable going back to see live bands not working like you have to but like yeah. when are you when would you be comfortable going to see a show again damn man i don't know it's weird it's it's weird it's weird lisa I, it's weird i you know we might get burned for this on the internet but we're kind of using fest as like a litmus litmus like yeah, it's like well, Fest is doing it, so around then probably. Um, yeah, I um, I don't know. It's, know. it's tough. It's tough to say. I definitely don't think that people should be fucking going to shows right now. Um, no, no, it's steady happening. Yes, um, it's um, it's just such a. It's so soon and. Even all the people that want to be vaccinated haven't gotten vaccinated. You know what I mean? Right. It's like earlier this year, I thought maybe June would do it, but now we're almost at June and I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. so it's like me, me personally, I, don't, I just don't know, man. Like I. Ugh, ugh. Like there's a bunch of. um you know, fest being announced right now, like Riot Fest and yep. Furnace Fest. I mean, that's been, but like, 
Riot Fest is in September. You yeah. know, it's like, so is Furnace Fest. It's like, or whatever. Uh, it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Right. And I, I like, you know, we're both vaccinated and everyone that we know and care about, you, most people are vaccinated, but it's like, we live in a bubble. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the greater world around us is not. Mm-mm. And, you know, just because I like to think of Gainesville as a fairly like, liberal leaning place it's like we live in a sea of red around us so it's just like the vaccinations are not as widespread as they should be and i don't know if we're gonna get i i don't know i don't know it's weird it's real weird <laughs> uh you know I, I i our band machinist our first show will probably be right around fest yeah if fest happens which is looking like it's going to but like yeah i'm pretty you know, sure it lo- looks like they're going full steam ahead yeah, I mean, and they will until they until they won't. You know what I mean? Like, right. they're gonna keep moving forward like they're going to, and until if it, if something happens, uh, and they are they're you know they're making sure that all every band, volunteer, and paid employee has to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's why I feel better about that. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. So let's just. At the latest, I'll probably say October because that's when Fest is. But you could probably go see like a mouth breathing, like questionable politics metal band, death metal, black metal band right yeah. now. Yeah. Anywhere. Oh, yeah, probably tonight. Yeah. Because they don't give uh, a fuck. Or you could go see, you know, the local uh, emo night yeah. that's happening right now. Or you, go- or you could go see a bunch of fucking hardcore punk bands. Who don't give a shit? They just want to play with Madball. So, yeah, you know the, yeah, dude. I do you remember that All Gas No Breaks YouTube channel? I think I showed it to you. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. So he has a new channel called Channel Five. I might have talked about it on the show before um, because he got really fucked over by those people. Anyways, they covered that huge punk show in L.A. recently. The mm-hmm. one that like it was even bigger than that Madball show. Yep. Go watch that video. It is insane how many people are there. And how few and masks there and are. How Oh, how no masks there are. Uh, it is something. Hey. And it's just like, you know, that Madball show got a lot of news among our peers, but that LA show did not. Well, it's crazy because it's like not one Madball show. Like they're doing it. Like Oh, yeah. They just played Florida, like three, that, three shows that, in Florida. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they're, yeah. they're doing it everywhere. And people are too yeah, fucked. Like people in that scene who are supposedly like, you know, the most outspoken, blah, 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 are too fucking scared to call them chumps and yep. be like, this is fucked up what y'all are doing. And they're just all going along with it. And that's stupid. It They 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 broke the dam open. Yeah, exactly. Sure, they start. They, show- and that and that is such a mad ball thing to do. It is such yeah. a fucking like we were the first ones to come back and play big hardcore shows. And they did. Cool. Yep. So you're the ones to blame. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. (laughs) You know, obviously we'll see where things go, but like, yeah, Lisa, it's just a weird spot right now, you know, and that's, it will continue to be weird until it's not, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. You can't, it's not going to be a, that's the answer. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but yeah. (laughs) So anyways, (laughs) um, oh yeah. So Patreon, uh, 
hope hopefully you guys enjoyed our two patreon episodes that went up uh talking about against me and ninja gun we got two more out before the end of the month we're gonna be recording those this week hopefully uh, i gotta make my choice still haven't it's very hard to find a band with less than 100 monthly listeners that is i i uh, have mine i do not you could tease yours if you want I know absolutely nothing about this band. They have 33 monthly listeners. I'm pretty sure they are not a band anymore. And let's see here. I got to make sure that I get the name right. They are called Counting the Days. And their record is from 2006. And it is called Finding a Balance. Well, there you go. That is going to be one of the episodes. These are going to be weird episodes, and I'm super into it. Yeah. We're going into these so blind. (laughs) This is 12 songs, 31 minutes, 13 seconds long. Save it for the Patreon. (laughs) Sorry, came out on Strike First Records. Oh, I have heard of this band because of the fucking Save Yourself podcast. Oh, I don't know anything yeah, well, about Mar- them. Marsh- Marshall, Marshall from Save Yourself uh, gave me this tip. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Well, mine will be, uh, you know, it's going to be a surprise to everyone. It's going to be a surprise, cool. <laughs> surprise to anyone. Anyways, uh, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, next episode, we are going to be talking about the band Shipwreck AD Weird. with their EP Shipwreck. AD. They used to be called Shipwreck, and then there was another band called Shipwreck, so they had, you know, Shipwreck AD. Anyways, right. uh, pretty cool. Uh, I've definitely heard of that band before. I'm excited to listen to that record. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe, review the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that shit. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher and PodCloud. I don't know. I'm just making that <coughs> one up. Um, <laughs> it really pod. does help. Dad Pod, you know, all that shit. Um, but you can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Raygun. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Car Bomb Sermon, all one word. You can find the podcast at Deskography Pod on Instagram and Facebook, and then on Twitter at Deskography, or email us at deskographypod at gmail.com. Uh, just wanted to say a quick shout out to. Um, let me get his nope. name right. Hold on. <laughs> I want to get his name right. I want to get his name right. I'm going to pull up the email. Want to get his name right. Uh uh. Wanna get his name right. Uh uh. Quick shout out to Nick. Um used to be in the band uh Final Fight, who we covered last week. He reached out to me and and gave gave me a bunch of really cool information. Um just just super, super nice because we had that big question of like, oh, what's going what happened with Death Wish and Final Fight? He, He kind of explained some stuff. Uh you know, I don't know if I'm at liberty to say it here, but I just wanted to give him a big shout out. Thank you, Nick, for explaining what's happening. And, uh, you know, anytime you guys know information that we don't know, please send it in. We love hearing about it. Uh, we also had someone reach out on Instagram that explained the history of the band Knives Out. And I'm trying to figure out how to get that into podcast form because there's no information about that band out there. Uh, so thank you nice. also for reaching out. Uh, really fucking cool shit. And uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, We'll catch you guys next week. This guy sounds a lot like the guy from Rise Against on this record. (laughs) Maybe it is.